Welcome to Root Words. I'm Michelle Root, and on this podcast, we will embark on a journey of self-discovery while appreciating the complexities of language through etymology, the study of words. Each episode, we will explore the origins of a specific word, how it can influence our spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional well-being. I want to help us dive into the intersections of language and life so we can contribute to a common understanding. Let's uncover the power of language together, one word at a time. This is Root Words. Welcome back to Root Words Podcast. My name is Michelle Root, and today we are going to be exploring a rather intense word. I wanted to start this episode off by expressing that this will be passionate, this will be full of times where I will interject my own personal perspective about the situation. So, in no way do I expect anybody to feel like they have to agree with anything that I say. These are all my own words and how I feel about things that are happening in the world around us. And I think it's important to differentiate when you're listening to someone and understanding their perspective while holding your own versus listening to someone feeling like what they're saying is being imposed upon you, causing you to feel like you have to change your perception or your opinion of something. So that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm sharing my own understandings and personal perspectives with you in addition to supplying you with facts about the word itself. As I research each of these words, it helps me expand my own comprehension and awareness of how inaccurate some of my interpretations of these words we cover are. Of course, I'm trying to dig deep, but it's not just to provide something for you guys. It's to find something myself that I can use. So I say all that to say, listen with an open heart and mind. Take what works for you. Leave what doesn't. And I understand that this episode is very important to me, and there may be some that resonate heavily with this word that we're going to be covering today based on all the things that are happening in our world that we can see all around us. I know the term empath has been overused a lot on social media and in the world nowadays, but being truly empathetic leaves me in a position where the incidents occurring around the world currently have left me deeply impacted on a soul level where I am unable to ignore or pretend or minimize what is happening around us right now. And I'm also very aware of the coping mechanism that a lot of us utilize just to get through the chaos that is happening in our lives and in our world. We can shut down and focus solely on what we can control. And I totally understand that. And sometimes I wish I could utilize that more often. There's times where I can let the pains of the world go and focus on my own internal and immediately external environment regarding my family and friends and my community. But on a larger scale, when it's so consistently chaotic feeling and turbulence throughout the whole world, it gets very hard to repress after a time. 
With all that being said, I find it necessary to focus on a word that will contribute to honoring our fighting spirit as human beings and also support our desire to defend what we feel is right. In many aspects of life, from belief structures and political alliances to societal issues, we all understand the importance of defending our position and standing on our own individual morality. Staying true to the values you hold close, even if you find yourself doing it alone, can feel daunting but also very necessary to live in alignment with yourself. Living a life of authenticity can be very isolating at times and can sometimes leave you in opposition to the norm around you. This can also gain you the label of an outcast, black sheep, or disruptor. Despite these labels, when I see or hear something that disturbs my faith in humanity, I have to vocalize it. I don't know how to internalize things that unsettle me. And oftentimes I find myself screaming into the void of social media to anyone who will listen. Within my words, I feel I am able to exert some small act of disruption and resistance. Some may find venting on social media laughable, but they also seem to forget that one small act can change the trajectory of many things. Disruption is the precipice of change, and if things stay the same, there can usually be no progress. In nature, one down log can redirect the flow of a raging river. One boulder placed within the path can alter the direction of all those who encounter it. A tornado is the ultimate disruptor, uprooting everything in its path with reckless abandon, causing those affected to rebuild, revise, and reinforce their homes to withstand an even stronger force next time. Within disruption, there is transformation. Today's word is the ultimate disruptor. It can represent the action taken by many who stand shoulder to shoulder with each other, hoping for a more beneficial existence. We are tired of corruption, war, and famine. We are sick of witnessing the suffering brought on by greed, corrupt governments, and political figures. As our planet slips further into destitute, we can feel extremely limited on options to change the trajectory of our fate. Every news outlet around the world broadcasts the pain of humanity. We can't seem to escape the grasp of relentless suffering at times. But there is one thing we can do to gain footing and a sense of sovereignty when we feel the proverbial and literal boots on our neck. Resist. Be the log. Be the boulder. Be the tornado. Be the disruption when necessary in a haze of our business-as-usual reality. A defeatist attitude has never served anyone any good. And owning the word resist gives us a certain level of power within our own actions. If there is to be some form of change or transformation within society, or even within our own personal lives, we have to be willing to be the resistance when called. Let's get into the origins of the word, learn about some well-known acts of the word resist, and find ways to explore the essence of the word to honor our spirit of rebellion. Dictionary.com identifies the word resist as a verb meaning to withstand, strive against, or oppose. The origins of resist was first recorded in 1325, stemming from the Latin roots of resistry, which means to take a stand or withstand. The word identifies an act of defiance against something else, such as a virus becoming resistant to the effects of medication, or a child resisting their parents' instruction. 
It is a very diverse word in the sense that it fits within many contexts. Despite its flexibility, I personally can't help but associate it with societal issues in this day and age. Almost 700 years after its first usage, we as a species still utilize and resonate with this powerful word that encapsulates the essence of our need for defiance. I feel as a species, we have always stood up to things we felt were inhibiting or jeopardizing our evolution and growth, whether it be unconscious or subconscious. To me, this shows how deeply the spirit of rebellion is within our human experience. We have always taken it upon ourselves as a species to defend our right to exist, our right to speak out, stand up for our own survival and our own families. And I don't think that any group of people on this planet has not ever taken an opportunity to defend themselves and speak up when they felt like their people have been subjected to injustice and oppression at any level. Now, for obvious legal reasons, I am not encouraging anyone to create trouble for themselves. How you interpret this word and how you understand it is up to you, and you take responsibility for any consequences that may or may not come. So again, to cover myself, I am not telling you to do anything. I'm simply asking you to open your mind to understanding the importance of resistance in all aspects of our lives, whether that be on a large scale or interpersonal scale in your own life. I found it so ironic how today when my husband and I were looking through Instagram, we saw footage of farmers in France protesting the conditions set forth by their government where they were ignoring union standards. And the farmers revolted. They ended up taking their crops and dumping them on public city official buildings. So I found it very ironic that while recording this episode, I would come across examples of the word resist. I will use the word resist and resistance interchangeably to conceptualize what points I'm trying to make here. Currently in 2024, we are seeing an uprising of people around the world standing up for the people of Palestine who are experiencing a genocide at the hands of the IDF. From the streets of LA to Belgium, you can see thousands of people resisting the narrative the news media is trying to force upon us. We see uprising in support of the crisis in Congo as well, as they are also experiencing a genocide due to the ongoing conditions of slavery of both adults and children alike for cobalt mining. Despite some of us living far from these atrocities, people all over the world are showing both big and small acts of resistance from boycotting companies that support these regimes that perpetrate violence to writing senators hoping to encourage change in the upper echelons of government. Sometimes it can feel fleeting, and I've seen online many mock these efforts as having little effectiveness, I find that doing something is better than doing absolutely nothing at all. So if you feel like you're in a small corner of the world and your impact does not matter, just know that doing something again means way more than doing absolutely nothing and complaining online about others who actually do do something. Some other famous acts of resistance in history are the Underground Railroad, 
where figures like Harriet Tubman and William Still led enslaved people out of the South via a system of checkpoints along a safe route that led to the North. In 1715, the indigenous Yamasi tribe, who were located in northern coastal Georgia, formed a confederacy with other nearby tribes and forced invading colonial settlers to flee, which had a devastating impact on the economy of South Carolina at the time. During the Holocaust of Jewish people in World War II, many resistance groups stood up to Nazi Germany and would revolt against the regime armed with only weapons and sheer bravery. When I think about these acts in history, I often imagine these people that are in these situations fighting for their families and for what they feel is right, feeling that their odds were stacked against them, but knowing internally within their souls that what they were doing was the right thing and they could not stand and face themselves knowing that they had not done everything they could to defend themselves and protect their honor and their families and their legacies. And I can't imagine being in a position where I had to fight for myself so hard like that. So the utmost respect is given to anybody affected by any of these atrocities mentioned. I just simply have so much respect for the people that fight day to day just to survive. Sometimes the luxury of living in different parts of the world allow you the privilege of ignoring certain things and being blind to someone's everyday life. So while you listen to these words and you understand the need for standing up for yourself and your family, understand that, of course, while we're all free to have our own perspectives and our own hardships, we always know that there's someone out there that is going through something 10 times worse that helps us put into perspective how blessed we truly are. But that does not negate how an oppression or something that would cause the need for resistance, that does not negate that experience, no matter where you are. It's just important to know that we all have things going on and we all deserve compassion and empathy for the struggles that we face individually and as a whole. Now that we've talked about resistance on a grand scale, I like to focus on ways that we can enact resistance in our own personal lives by sharing moments where I needed to resist societal pressures as a child growing up. I was raised in a suburb right outside of Seattle, and as a biracial girl, I hung out with many different groups of people. I was always being forced, though, to identify with either one race or the other, and I learned early on that when you're biracial, you're not allowed to choose your own identity. The world absolutely chooses it for you. The second you speak up about your right to claim both sides of your DNA, you're met with shame and ridicule, and are sometimes mocked on both sides for who you are trying to be. What was crazy is I never claimed to be anything other than exactly who I was. And as I grew older and more comfortable with my identity, I realized that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how society defines you. You have to resist these labels and you have to truly be okay with defining yourself. It drove other people nuts that I was outspoken. I wore fishnets and plaid. I listened to Rancid and Blackstreet and Deftones and Snoop Dogg. People lost their minds due to the fusion that they felt was occurring. 
my existence represented an abomination to some. And even to this day, despite all the quote unquote progress we've made in this country and outside of it, people of mixed race are oftentimes targets of unique types of discrimination coming from both sides of their ethnicities. You truly can't win, so do whatever the hell you want, honestly. Even as a young child, I understood the importance of standing up for myself, standing up for what I liked, standing up for who I felt I was as a person versus what society wanted me to be. Being biracial has offered me a unique perspective of what it means to stand in your identity and claim who you are individually. The pressures of society can have you feeling insane when it comes to who you're supposed to identify with, what you're allowed to like and not like, and even as a woman, what kinds of things are you supposed to be doing based on the bullshit stereotypes placed upon us. I feel like people use the words outcast, black sheep, and dissenter as a way to categorize the people that they cannot put into boxes, they cannot compartmentalize and safely classify you. So it just is easier for them to label you as an outcast rather than to understand you. Another area where I feel like the word resist can be utilized is within something I've seen very prevalently online and in real life lately is a lack of boundaries in interpersonal relationships, be it romantic partnerships, friendships between parent and child, or even coworkers. Now, why is this important? Boundaries are everything. Boundaries are ways of forming barriers around yourself to protect from harm, abuse, or mistreatment. Even sometimes between loved ones where you need to draw a boundary to protect your sanity in your space. You might need to say no to things that might be expected of you to do in order to preserve your mental health. Sometimes you might need to turn down invitations to another person because you're not feeling up to going out or doing whatever activity it is that they are asking of you. And just remember, those that understand you will respect your boundaries and understand why they are drawn in the first place. If you ever feel like someone gets upset or angry with you for establishing a boundary, that is definitely a relationship that you need to assess further. Because resisting anything that goes against your need for self-care is not something that should be viewed negatively. Projecting expectations placed on you by society and forming personal boundaries are both acts of resistance. And I think it's very important to focus on the fact that resistance can be good or bad. It can be a good thing and a bad thing. It is not discriminatory in that sense. You can be resistant to changing something where you need to change. You need to put focus on something and remove the resistance so you're able to progress and advance in whatever it is you are being resistant to. But on the flip side, as I've stated and as I've touched upon within this episode, acts of resistance and defiance can be for positive change. So resistance and resisting something can be utilized in either a positive or negative fashion. How you choose to utilize it is up to you. So while it is important, I believe, to honor the sense of rebellion and resistance within yourself, it is also important to use discernment to know the difference between when you are actively standing in your own way and 
something else is hindering your progress. If you yourself are blocking your own blessings through a resistance of sorts, it is time to take self-evaluation and identify the areas where you are holding yourself back. I feel we all can have habits and addictions and patterns that stall us and prevent us from elevating and advancing to higher levels of growth, which is absolutely imperative as we carry on throughout our lives. If we just consistently say the same, as I mentioned before, there's no room for growth or progress. It seems to me a good rule of thumb is to know when to apply and release pressure on aspects of your life. Either push harder or get out of your own damn way. So I feel like for myself, some personal homework that I'll be doing after making this episode is figuring out the difference between the two. While I feel that the subject of resistance can be carried on for days, I'll leave you with a quote from Roman historian and politician Tassius. He stated that a desire to resist oppression is implanted in the nature of man. If you take anything away from this episode today, I want you to never forget that it is your right and your duty to stand up for what you believe in. For if you don't do it for yourself, no one else will. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today on this episode. Please stay tuned for next week's episode where we dive into the word dichotomy and explore the division and contrast between two opposing concepts or ideas. Understanding duality helps us have a full spectrum of perception. When making decisions in life, understanding conflicting perspectives of others, and also identifying contradictory concepts you might hold within your own self. Again, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Michelle Root, and this is Root Words. Thank you.